This is Right From The Deep. I'm Karen Ball. And I'm Erin Taylor-Young. And this is the podcast from writers for writers, answering the question, why am I doing this? Right. As writers, editors, and a former literary agent, we're in the deep with you, encouraging you and equipping you to find your truest story in the deep places. Get our show notes and more, including a free audio download on how to safeguard your writer's heart at writefromthedeep.com. Happy day, friends. Here's what's happening at Write From The Deep. Thank you to all our patrons on Patreon. You help make this podcast possible. If you want to add your support, visit patreon.com forward slash writefromthedeep, all one word. We'd sure appreciate it. We would, and special thanks to our November Sponsor of the Month, Christy Bass Adams. And Christy is a new sponsor for us, and we're delighted because she's delightful. (laughs) She is the author of a devotional titled Learning As I Go, Big Lessons from Little People, and a middle grades novel, The Adventures of Cricket and Kyle, Imagination Checkers. And she's also a speaker and leads women's conferences and Bible studies And she's a monthly contributor to Inspire a Fire. And she's a newspaper columnist for Green Publishing. All of that, you guys. She's a busy gal. (laughs) And you can connect with her at christybassadams.com. And that's C-H-R-I-S-T-Y-B-A-S-S-A-D-A-M-S.com. Thank you, Christy. Thank you. And today is my wonder. And I got to tell you guys, I've always liked the looks of dahlias, but I had absolutely no idea that they were huge. I mean, (laughs) huge, bigger than dinner plates. I didn't know that. I've never seen a flower that the blossom is that big. The first time I looked out my kitchen window and saw that the blossoms were so big, they had bent the, the plant over. And these are thick stems on these things. So I went out and I took a picture with my face close to it, and it's bigger than my face. (laughs) So that is a big flower. And yet at the same time, in my same little flower bed, I have violas, which are little teeny tiny flowers like baby pansies. I love God's variety. I love how he creates everything the best way he sees to create it, just as he's created each of us with differences and similarities. And he's given us the ability to complement each other. So I just love that God's creativity is so evident in nature and in flower beds and in each of us. Amen. Yes. And we do have a special, wonderful surprise for you all because we're going to have a guest on our show today, Shadia Frishi. And through the end of November, she's giving away one copy a week. It's a signed copy of her new Bible study, Rahab, Rediscovering the God Who Saves Me. And here's the best news. This giveaway is only for podcast listeners. So you guys go to our podcast show notes for this episode with Shadia, this upcoming episode that we're going to do and click on the link and you could enter to win an amazing Bible study. Yay, Shadia. And And now, now, here's the show. Welcome, listeners. We are delighted. We just are that you're here with us. And we're doubly delighted because we have a guest. Yay. And I'm going to let Karen introduce her. Shadia Fritchie, we've had her here a couple of times before, and we are having her back because we love her, (laughs) and we love the way that she brings the Bible to life for us and helps us to apply it in every step of what we're doing for God as we're on this journey to write and share His truth. 
She holds a master's in biblical and theological studies as well as a master's in criminal justice. So she is an amazing teacher and the author of a number of Bible studies and has just released her newest on Rahab. So Shadia, welcome. We're, we're so glad to have you here. Oh, this is fantastic. Thank you so much for having me back. I, I appreciate all that you do to invest in um, writers. Uh, your ministry is beautiful. Thanks for Thank having you. me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, as we love to begin, what does the deep mean to you, Shadia? You know, when I think of the deep and my walk with God, I'm reminded, Paul says, you know, I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And you know, I want to know God more. I think that's what we all want as Christians. We all want to know God more. And it's just like any relationship. You do that by going deep, by spending that time together and intentionally investing in that relationship. And so I, I just want to know him more. I love that. The focus on intention there is the key. We might want things, but if we don't do anything about them, they're just, you know, desires, not goals. Yes. But if we have the intention and the goal of doing that, of spending that time, then it can happen. You know? Yes. So I love that word. And it's God's desire, too. So we're right, right. in alignment. It's his will. <laughs> that's right. And he does draw us, I think. And I think that's something we can be praying for when we're praying about having a deeper relationship with him, that he would call, that he would draw us and and that we would meet him with that intentionality as well. So I like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, we're excited about the release of your new Bible study. And I got to tell you guys, uh, go look at her Bible studies. <laughs> These are great. I have, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed even just looking at them, but digging into them and doing, <laughs> doing is a cool experience. So um, we gotta we gotta definitely say that that is a a life-changing type of a Bible study experience when you're going deep. And this new one, Rahab, Rediscovering the God Who Saves Me, is the newest one. And so I'm excited about that because it's about Rahab. And uh, <laughs> so that's that's interesting. Um, but as you were writing this, this study, how did it impact your own faith walk? And especially as that regarded your situation with your mom's health? Yeah. It's interesting because this particular Bible study, you know, faith and salvation together are the primary themes of the entire Bible study. Those are the center cores of Rahab's story and this particular Bible study. And so looking back, I realized I probably shouldn't have been surprised when God allowed me to experience not one, but two <laughs> really difficult events that challenged my faith. One of them we talked about last time with me having to suddenly have to move. So that happened about halfway through writing this Bible study, and that was very, very difficult. But who knew I was going to be in store for something far worse? And mm. it happened just a couple of weeks away from my book deadline. You know, whenever you're on a book deadline, anybody that's experienced that, um, life's pretty, pretty stressful. Everything is basically on hold until you finish this book. You're not cleaning the house. Your friends have to bring you food. <laughs> so here I was at the end. I had just a couple of weeks left for finishing the book. I had about two days left that I was writing for the end of the study. And so I'm under all this pressure and I get a phone call from my brother. Now I live in California. My family is originally from New York. So my brother, my mom and so forth are living in New York. And I get a call from my brother saying that mom was in the hospital. Now at that point, I had already made three trips to New York 
in just in that past year because her health had been slowly failing, but she kept kind of bouncing back. And, you know, the last time I saw her, she was getting stronger. She was back home and things seemed to be going fine. But my brother calls me and by the time he called me and said that she was in the hospital, I mean, hours later, she's already on life support. I, I almost didn't even comprehend the words. It happened so fast. And hours later, you know, I'm on a flight back to New York and all my, you know, friends and Bible study group and prayer team are praying alongside with me that two things. One, I wanted to get back in time to say goodbye. And more importantly, to share the gospel one last time. You know, I think I've shared in this program before, I wasn't raised in a Christian family. I'm the only mm -hmm. Christian in the family, 25 years of witnessing. I'm still the only Christian in the family, you know. And I've been witnessing to my mom for years. And there was a time many years before that she had prayed with me to receive the Christ, but I never really saw, you know, much fruit. And she was kind of on her own. And one of those people that, I, I mean, I think if I had, you know, I, I can't put this on my shoulders, but, you know, if I had been, if I had just been there, she would have went to church with me. Right, 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 right. I, you get it. And so I honestly just never knew where she stood with the Lord. And so when the plane landed, a friend picked me up. We drove straight to the hospital and right up to her room. She's in ICU. My brother's there. My stepfather's there. My aunt, my mom's sister. And, and mom is sedated, completely sedated. You know, I have 15 wires and tubes and, you know, all the things. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just, quite honestly, looking back, was probably just in shock, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I've heard people say, like, you know, even if somebody's sedated or in a coma or anything like that, they, their hearing still they works. Talk to them, right. Yeah. And so I held on to that. So, you know, I went up to her bed and I held her hand and, and I thought to myself and, you know, and obviously praying this whole entire time. Right. You know, like God, you know, she's heard the gospel. I got to go through the three, the Romans road. I mean, she knows it. And so all I just kept saying was run to Jesus, run to Jesus, you know, and I would, I read like Psalm 23, the shepherd Psalm, and I played like the song Amazing Grace, just little things like that. And even though my family who were in the room with me, you know, they're not believers, they were, they're always been very gracious and sensitive to my faith. And I, I appreciate that. So, you know, there was no one standing in the way of any of that. And I remember asking my mom, like, you know, squeeze my hand if you can hear me. I mean, and, you know, she never did. At one moment, she did open her eyes once and it, she turned and I thought, I felt like she was looking at me, but then she closed them again. And I'm like, oh God, did she, is she there? Does she hear me? I, you know, you don't know. It's so hard. <laughs> and by the next morning she was gone. Oh gosh. Yeah. So she passed 12 years <laughs> later. So God had answered one of those prayers that I got there in time, you know, to say goodbye. But in the dark days that followed, God was still with me. God's light was still there. So what happened afterwards is the story of what happened. So I'm in New York and I had to stay helping my brother, my stepfather, you know, the burial plans, the paperwork, all the, all the kind of logistic things that had to be arranged. So by the end of the week, he passed on Tuesday. So by Friday, I had scheduled a flight to return home Saturday morning. There was mm -hmm. nothing left that needed to be done. You know, my brother had already, you know, he owned a, rest owned a restaurant, so he was kind of already back to in work mode. I mean, you know, life still goes on. Not that we were, you know, we're still grieving and so forth, but there's still right. responsibilities, right. right? So I booked my flight for um, Saturday morning, but Friday, I had no peace. I just kept sensing this, this, mm. this 
thought like I had to stay an extra day, like stay one more day. And I'm like, is that you, God? Is this my imagination? You know, you're under all this stress to begin with. And, and by Friday night, like, I think it was around 11 o'clock. I'm still like, I can't sleep. I'm like feeling like I'm supposed to stay another day. And I'm questioning it because I'm like, what for? There's nothing left to do. I got to get back home. I got work to do. And so finally, yeah. I just sort of felt like, okay. And of course, I'm asking God for clarity. Like, God, can you make like, it clear? Is this you, you know? But I didn't get that. And so finally, I just, since this feeling wouldn't get away, I decided, all right, well, if this is God, I need to do this, <laughs> you know? And if it's not, what am I going to lose, Right. So here I am, 11 o'clock at night, getting on my iPad, canceling the flight, canceling the drive to the airport. And then, of course, the airline didn't have a flight on Sunday, so I had to book for another airline, blah, 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 all the things. <laughs> so I change everything. And now I'm going to fly out Sunday. So Saturday morning comes, and I'm like, you know, <laughs> I'm throwing my hands up in the air like, okay, here I, here I am. You know, my brother's back at work. My stepfather has some things to do, you know, and I'm just home at my parents' house and I had nothing really to do. And so I thought, well, all right, you know, I've already kind of scoured mom's room for like, you know, journals, photos, anything personal, anything special for the, that would minister to me or my family, you know, mementos or whatever. And I thought, well, you know, I haven't done that in her art studio, you know, so she, she was an artist. And uh, so she had an art studio and I thought, well, let me go in there and poke around, you know? And so there in the back of the studio, I found an old bookshelf and I'm looking for journals. And she wasn't a journaler. She wasn't a writer, but I had given her a journal once like 20 years ago. And lo and behold, I recognized it. And at the moment, I couldn't even remember it was the one I gave her 20 years ago. But anyway, I recognized it had no, no title. It, was, it, was, it wasn't a book. So I pull it out and I recognize it immediately. Um, it had this yellow sunflower on top and it was a journal I had given to her 20 years before. Wow. And in that journal were just three entries. Hmm. And one of the entries, she wrote a prayer telling God how much he thanked him for me. That I had shared the Lord with her and witnessed to her. And then she wrote a prayer, a salvation giving her life to Christ. Wow. Dedicating her life to Christ. And I'm reading these words like, am I, re am I is this really what I'm reading? You know, yeah. especially the fact that she's not a writer, she's not a journal type person. Like I've got boxes of journals, you know what I mean? But that wasn't her thing. So for her to write this down, this is significant. And she wrote this prayer of salvation and thanked God for me telling her about him. Mm. And and I thought in that moment that even though mom had struggled all those years to hold on to her faith, you know, because we had conversations now and then, but I just never, you know, I'm looking for that clear sign, that evidence, you know, and, and I was struggling myself not seeing that. And God reminded me of 2 Timothy 2.13, which says that even if we are faithless, God remains faithful. Amen. He cannot deny who he is. And it seemed that he honored mom's prayer because it was a sincere prayer. And I'm the one that had to rest in that truth, trusting mm -hmm. in who God is and thanking him for displaying me by ensuring I would delay that trip just in order to find that journal rather than spending the next six months in despair until the next time I was back there.
And here's one more tiny piece of this story. When I got back home here in California, the next morning, I'm still like, my mind's a little bit kind of blown. Like, is she really in heaven? Like, is she really with me? You know, all those things. And I was struggling again. Like, is it true? And that's when the spirit spoke clearly, like that clarity I wanted on Friday and I didn't get it. (laughs) I got it on Monday morning back in California and he spoke very clearly. And he said to me, um, you know, giving me that reminder of me finding that journal, delaying the trip. And he said to me, is it in God's nature to give you false hope? Wow. (laughs) Amen. Wow. Yeah. And then of course, you know, when I finally started getting back to finishing the end of the Bible study, it's nothing like what I would have written <laughs> before this happened, you know. So, yeah, I'm just praying that story encourages many others. Kind of like like Rahab, she saved her family. She went back for her family. She could have jumped out the window with the spies and saved herself. Yeah, She could have been rescued that night, but she stayed back and risked her life to save her family. Mm-hmm. And I feel like God allowed me to see that connection. And wow. So that's what he did. Um, he allowed my faith to really be challenged in a beautiful way. And again, displayed the beauty of who he is, which is ultimately yeah. what, what that's, that's what we want. That's what I want. I want to know you more. Right. And he revealed himself more clearly. Yep. <laughs> that's amazing. Yes. And that's what he does. That's, that's who he is, and that's that's the goal that God reveals who He is in His Word and through us. Yeah, He wants to be known, yeah, and trusted, and you know, us understanding by faith that we can trust who He is and who He's revealed Himself to be. Which is why I like so much that you write Bible studies. Because that's one of the ways that we understand who God is and how he reveals himself to us. He left us like the Bible to reveal himself to us. And absolutely, we don't um, we we don't dig in the way we need to. And I saw this quote on some of your um, promotional material for the Bible study for Rahab, and you had said, in today's fast-paced, instant results, frenzied way of life, many Christians have come to lean on a Bible verse or even a word as spiritual nourishment. And I thought, yeah. <laughs> so you tell me, though, why is that a problem? Yeah, it certainly is the culture we're in now, you know, Um, just just a Bible verse a day and, you know, keep the devil away kind of thing. The problem with it is that, except perhaps the book of um, Proverbs, the Bible wasn't written to be understood in verses. A lot of the Bible is narrative or the, the, the New Testament, the stories, everything is written within context. And then even broader of that, all of the Bible is written and connects to the rest of the Bible. There's one redemptive story throughout the entire Bible. And then each element of the Bible, whether it's a book or a, or even if you just take a chapter, it, that, it all has to be understood within context. And that's how you get to know God more. That's how you, to, to see what this bigger picture is. Where is he coming from? Um, what is he trying to teach us? We can't survive spiritually on breadcrumbs. You know, God's given us bread. Uh, God's given us food. God's given us a feast. 
And, you know, we can't take it all in at once, but he's also provided nerds like me (laughs) that love to do that extra digging. And then to be able to provide guidance on here's how you can dig in. Here's how you can know God more. He has revealed himself in his word. And so it's very important to study the Bible with those bigger pictures in mind and looking at everything and how it relates to the, the Bible as a whole. Yeah. I think so many people out there who have like a question about God or or an anger toward God or a disbelief and they'll pull out like one little thing and you're like, but, you know, the, there, there's a whole backstory behind all this. You know, somebody once said, are you saying that people who follow the Jewish faith tradition, but not Christ, are they not Christians then? And so, you know, what's going to happen to them? Jesus was a Jew. And I'm just like, what? (laughs) Right. But there's a whole story in there, a whole redemptive story about how how God woos his people. Yes. The interesting thing is, as writers, none of us write books with the intent that our readers will come and pull one sentence, one paragraph out and, you know, put that up on their wall and keep that without context. I mean, they could pull something that somebody bad says and say, I'm so inspired by this. And you're like, ah, you have to read that in context of the story in order to understand. And that's the same thing with the scripture. Yes, and I think this is why so many Christians are feeling empty, longing for deeper intimacy with God, because because they're only looking at the examples out there, like this verse a day, a word a day. There's nothing wrong with those things, just like you shared, Karen. I mean, I have a Bible verse on my sure, but I know the context of the story, and it has such richer application right. to me because I because I'm I'm aware of the bigger because story. you've gone deeper. Well, it's like, um, you know, Twitter, especially, um, you you know, it's all sound bites, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's sound bite faith is not deep, you know, it's not going deep with God, which is obviously Bible study is going to help us with that and reading the Bible through in its entirety. That's a great practice for us to be doing like every year or every two years or every six months or whatever it is. And I still think it's important. We're not saying you shouldn't meditate on like a Bible verse sure. or even a word. Those those things can be good if you're if you're thinking about, you know, God is almighty. What does that mean? Yeah. You know, and thinking about that. But invariably, if you have more context of the Bible, what you're coming up with, what almighty means is things that that we've seen in the Bible and also in our lives. But it, there's that richer context there. So I love that. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, well, this this has been a great conversation again, of course. <laughs> but uh, we are already coming to the end of our time. So is there maybe some final words of wisdom that you would want to leave us with, either just from your own life or from what you've learned with um, studying Rahab or whatever? One of the things that I could share about the story of, of Rahab and how it just applies to us, I'm always saying, like one of the quotes, you know, that that's part of, like you said, kind of, kind of promoting the book, bringing awareness of the book is Rahab's story is our story because the entire Bible 
is a picture of God's passionate pursuit of his adulterous bride. Right. Mm. That's us. (laughs) (laughs) We're the prostitute. But from Genesis all the way to Revelation, God is working out his plan of salvation to bring his bride home. And so Rahab, who's this prostitute that's rescued, ends up in the lineage of Christ, ends up marrying a prince uh, of Judah. Her story reminds us that no matter what we've done, God is willing to embrace us if we turn to him and be saved. Her story is our story because we are the prostitute. We become the bride of Christ. It is such a perfect place to begin a exploration into who God's is. Yeah, her story is amazing. And we didn't even talk about like this whole aspect <laughs> where it appears in the Bible and the, right, right. the fact that they're on the edge of the promised land, all that stuff. Um, but powerful story and a beautiful story. And a greatly, greatly theologically significant story in the Bible. Cool. And we recommend it, by the way. <laughs> So we all need to delve deeper. (laughs) Yes, we all need to delve deeper into Rahab and to understand all of that, where it fits in God's story and in his relationship with us. But more than anything else, I just want to say thanks for sharing what God did for you and the way that he blessed you beyond anything you could imagine. That's that's the sign of a loving father. And so we can rest in him and we can take him at his word when he says that if we come to him and lay our burdens on him, we can then rest. We can rest in him. We don't have to worry. We don't have to be anxious for anything. And boy, howdy, if Christians don't know how to worry, they don't know how to do anything. They are worrier (laughs) from the ground up. And we should not be. We should be resting in the God who loves us beyond our imaginings. So thank you, Shadia. And may God be with each of us every step of the day. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. You can find previous episodes and more resources at rightfromthedeep.com. And I bet you know someone who needs this podcast, so please share it with them. So until next time, embrace the deep. Your writing and your life will never be the same. Mm-hmm.